welcome back to King Rose Court. Yes, the king is back in town. Um, episode 44, yes, is in, in session. And of course, we are not with the Dynamo Podcast Network anymore. We are now flying solo on the King Rose Court uh, YouTube channel and all the usual Spotify and all that kind of stuff. So also the return of the audio episodes which is a great thing for me i lost my way when it came to youtube we just thought youtube's the only thing there no no i had i also had some good audio episodes as well so they're coming back and uh, but happy new year everybody i hope everyone had a great safe and a fun uh you know christmas and new year and all that kind of stuff and i decided i'd bring a friend of mine on who i haven't i haven't seen him in a long time but uh i mean we've been talking about doing a podcast about this awesome band for ages and today is the day. So welcome into King Rose Court, Connor Walls from Turf Boy. How are you, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm delighted. Delighted we finally got to do it. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How was your Christmas and New Year and everything like that? Christmas was... Uh, my daughter got COVID, so I didn't, we couldn't do anything over Christmas. But we were all together, so that was something. Sorry yeah. to hear that. I hope she's well on the mend now. Yeah, yeah, she's doing grand. Thanks, man. Great, um, great. She still got her. She still got her food and she's got her presents. She just didn't get to see anyone else except for her family. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and New Year's. Sure, I was working. I was in. I was working on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So it is what it is. That's just the nature of the beast of what I do for a living. You know. Now, I knew New Year's is overrated anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate New Year's Eve. I just always did. You know. Um. I, lo- I, I hate Christmas as well, apart from... Yeah, I've an old great myself too. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I started having children, you know, I was just like, oh, yeah, I just think it's fucking stupid, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? But uh, anyway, yeah, I want to talk about your your band, Turf Boy. Yeah. Tell me, first of all, I'm, uh, I am I have an idea where, the, but tell me where the name came from. Uh, it comes from a shed that Colin and our drummer Ollie used to practice in in Longford. It was literally a shed full of turf, so that's how that sort of originated out, of, as far as I know. Brilliant! It's a it's a unique little name. I, I like it. It's 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 almost not not. I'm not going to say it's a sweet name, but it's a nice name. You know, you're like yeah, turf boy. I like that. It's not like a. Uh, it's just cool. I think it's cool. You know. Yeah. And uh, so, just give me the lineup, the current lineup of the band, actually, and a bit of a current history. lineup is uh, Colin Kelly on guitar and vocals, myself on guitar and back and vocals, Leon O'Griffa on bass and Ollie Mortimer on drums. Some band, As regards to brief history, I was invited to join Colin's other band, Job Seekers, the hardcore punk band, and as I said, I didn't do a very odd, very good audition there, but he told me he had something else up his sleeve that would have suited me a bit more, and that turned out to be Turf Boy. So we've been doing that since about 2012, and the first gig we did was in 2013 in Joe Lee's bar in Mullingar, which was a kind of a punk all-dayer thing. And it wasn't like a lot of punk bands. It was some kind of grunge bands and sort of motorhead sounding bands too. So, you know, wasn't, it was not was a broad thing, you know? Nice mixed bag, yeah. Yeah, I like them. I used to love those kind of all-dayers where you'd have yeah. kind of something for something for everybody, you know? Yeah. But there's, not, you- there's not enough of those gigs anymore. Well, there's no gigs now, but you know what I mean? Up to the, like, people seem afraid to kind of mix up shit a little bit. I felt it. Yeah, and half those concerts out in the smoking area giving out that there are no gigs, you know? Yes. I mean, come on, guys, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, it's, I can understand that if you're going, like, niche, like, sort of death metal or whatever, or whatever, but if you're kind of going straight up, straight up rock, you can have a couple of different 
yeah. fastest that a couple of different bands and maybe if there was four bands on my three of them you might like it's good you yeah. know three you discover of- bands too you know because um they're trying to discover a good few irish bands and all in this too you know mm. well that's it i mean i don't know i don't know about you kind of because you got to a lot of you got to a lot of local gigs what is the, yeah you do what is the what is the fascination with people going to see bands on a tuesday night for 100 euro and not turning and turning their nose up to four or five quality Irish bands on a fo- at a fiver on a Saturday night. Can you understand that? I can kind of understand yes and no. I can kind of some people want to take a selfie and here's me at the here's me at Guns and Roses or here's me at the Stones or whatever. You know, the you know the the same sort of person is like you know I was there at me friend's band or this other thing, whatever that doesn't carry as much weight. But yeah. uh, I says, well, maybe with a household name, you know what you're getting. But uh, I do always try and get out to see what the ones I like, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and it's, it's always you know you always know when you're around anyway. <laughs> and so, I mean, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, give me your introdu- introduction to music. Give me a little brief history on Connor. Well, I suppose the first thing I ever listened to as a small kid, I suppose, was the Beatles and stuff. And then I got into kind of Queen. I was near obsessed with them for a while. And just for the record, I thought the biopic Beaming Rhapsody was the biggest load of Derivative I've seen in a long time. It was a <laughs> sort of the, the Disney Plus Eurovision version. It's just just a lot of. I mean, I'm talking about the live aid recreation thing was spectacular. It was but spectacular. Yeah. Overall, it was uh, didn't portray uh, the complex person that that, that that Freddie was. You know. I do think um, I would have loved to see if uh, Sasha Baron Cohen would have done a job with that man i really i know he wanted to do the, the kind of mad side of the freddie mercury lifestyle but oh, yeah. that's what that's what he was into that like you know we all know he was able to sing we all know he was whatever you know but mm. i mean of course queen just kind of trying to i suppose they were trying to protect their legacy in a way well um as i think he i think baron cohen actually fell out with may and taylor i think mm. so i'm so i read kind of he wanted to as you say he wanted to do it his way and uh as I said, they 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 um kind of know him best as a comedy actor, I guess, from Ali G and Borat and so on. Yeah, they wouldn't have thought of him as a serious actor or stuff, you know. I know. I mean, I still would have. You know, funny enough, I love um, you know, Electric Six's version of Radio Gaga. I haven't heard it actually. I'm gonna have to oh, check that out. Man, I'll send you the link after this. Do, yeah, do. I'll say the video. I'm not even gonna tell you what the video is like. You're it's brilliant. <laughs> All right then. Uh, put it this way, I love Queen. I do love Queen, and yeah. I actually cried when Freddie Mercury passed away. But mm. um, I think the video is actually funny, and I think it's a it's a it's a good tribute to him. But a lot of people I know think it's very disrespectful. So it's good. You're either gonna love it or hate it. I'd say if he was alive, he probably would have seen the funny side of it. Yeah, he would have. He would have actually. He would. My daughter Consider- actually. Then my favorite. Then my daughter's favorite band, Queen. Yeah. Considering when they went to America. People didn't get the whole "I want to break free" going around dressed as housewives from a British sitcom thing. The Americans yeah. didn't get that. Oh, they do now. <laughs> well, their heads head, head, head exploded. <laughs> so, are you um, are you a guitarist primarily, or bass player, or what's the story? Well, playing guitar since about twelve. Uh, primarily self-taught. I went to lessons as a kid, and my first lessons were kind of farcical. We were a bunch of us in Castlebar and Mayo were like up in a small room above a music shop and there was about 12 or 13 wannabe rock stars each with a guitar 
And the guy who had the guy guy who had the one with the amp was the winner, of course. So you were trying to put your yeah. ear to the sound hole to see hear any noise we're making. <laughs> but uh end up getting a very, very good teacher who put me right, and then I'm like 80% self-taught. I suppose I went to, I went into a few Zoom lessons as well with uh Mo Sheeran during lockdown as well, and that really refocused me. Yeah, she's a weapon, isn't she? Yeah, she's some some player, I tell you. <laughs> She's well, a shithead as well. She's a shithead. Like, I'm sorry, but just she is a shit. She's a little shithead, and she knows she is. Anyway, go on. I love you, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> this is this recorded, is it? <laughs> this is definitely recording, and I'm gonna tiger in this and everything. <laughs> but the thing is, um, again, what another thing I was doing during lockdown as well, I was messing around with alternate tunings and everything like that. I had a bunch of open G stuff like Keith Richards and everything like that, nice. and. Uh, Currently, right, doing a bit of stuff in drop C as well, too, just nice. heavy stuff. Wouldn't be heavy as you guys. Why do you guys drop A or something, Jesus? Uh, yeah, A and drop G and the name, but a few. It's nice. mainly, that's, I think it's drop A or and G. I, I can't remember, but it's, the, the the strings are pretty much hanging off the fucking guitars. Fucking bridge cables. Yeah. I mean, when Dave, our old bass player, joined the band, he had to modify his bass to, because like he had to get the bigger t- gauge, and he'd never played... Um, strings that big before so it took him a while to get his fucking hands used to the size of the strings like you know when you gotta build up the hand strength as i started on an acoustic guitar so moving over to an electric in me sort of middle teens or whatever because the parents said you get good in the acoustic first we might get you an electric you know what i mean there's no point in throwing money at something that's going to end up gathering dust and you know it wasn't like the sort of a holy grail or anything for me, but um, learning on acoustic is the, the way to go, I think, if you're a younger player or if you're thinking thinking of it. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, but my, like again, Kerry, she's she's playing one of my basses at the moment and uh, oh. she's teaching her. She had a few lessons at the start from one of my best friends and then she's just she picks it up herself now and she's enjoying it. I, I don't push her into it. I just say, play when you want, play what you want and enjoy it, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, try and make a bit of progress every day. Another thing I did as well as I bought myself a cheapo kind of drum kit and adverts and it's in the shed and I do go down and bash away the odd time. Nice. Any good? Because I've always, I'm all right. I've only been out of the cup since about September. I mean, I'm, it wouldn't be gig worthy by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, obviously, it's a totally different philosophy. I mean, yeah. you could bullshit your way on guitar or bass maybe in a show with a punk band or something six months in, but you'd need to be at least doing drumming for like a year. Oh, easy. Yeah. It's a year, eighteen months to get halfway good, and just not, not fuck up, not choke, you know. Yeah, makes you respect drummers no end, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like you say, yeah. I mean, okay, but you know, the, the thing you're asking is, yeah, fair enough. There's lads that can do this hundred miles an hour stuff, but to be able to change tempo and go back and forth, um, I always found that a difficult thing to find for a drummer when I when I was having, as you know, plenty of trouble looking for drummers over the years, like most bands yeah. in the country. But the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, my drummer Johnny is a fucking beast. But I have to, I have to give special props to Kelvin when he was in the band because if for the first time, when I used to say, right, just slow it down, just get the tempo right, and because if if you play some of our songs too fast, they sound like they want to be finished like that. So he got it straight away, and he was able to change tempo and pace when needed. And it was rare to find that at the time. So a lot, a lot of guys. Some people's if you played your stuff too fast, you'll just end up sounding like Motorhead or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've tried it actually. 
But there's a lot of a lot of people tend to run away with it when they're live and they don't realize that they're the boss. They're the boss. Yeah. They're the sergeant major, like, you know, they're without them, there's the band. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, Connor, who who would be your main influences musically? As in mus- uh, musicians, not band. Well, give me the musicians. And then, because we spoke about the bands, so. Well, as I said, being a young fella and listening to the kind of things Brian May could do with a guitar, that was incredible. And then when I got into metal and stuff, kind of obviously Tony Iommi and then Jerry Cantrell. Nice. And a huge, huge, huge amount of uh, time for uh, Malcolm Young from ACDC. I mean, even my latest latest piece of ink is a oh, tribute nice. to Malcolm, you know. Like, just that absolute. I was in actually in tandem with turf boy as well i was in an acdc tribute band for the best part of two years and i did malcolm's parts and oh cool. boy does that tighten your ass yeah oh, it's i mean you just become like like a metronome he was solid as fuck wasn't he he, he was ridiculous was. he was like the, you could set your set your watch by him this mm. is more kind of and it's not even minimalist but it was economical it was it was absolutely on the money it was just like um on the just, just, just exactly where it needed to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Very, very lucky. I only, I only ever saw the the man, only ever saw him play live once now, but uh, just, I was, kind of, I was kind of watching him for the whole show, I think. Yeah, uh, you'd have to, you know, I mean, he, I, I think him and what's uh, the bass player, that's Cliff. Uh, Cliff Williams. Williams. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit either. No, he, he again, he's another guy who just drives the bus. Yeah. He just drives the bus. I mean, people say, oh, he can't play or whatever. Well, I'd like to see anyone else try and go and do those eighth notes for yeah. fucking two hours and not drop a bollock. Exactly. Uh, uh, very underrated back home, you know. I, oh, yeah, and like um, very underrated and is absolutely rock solid. And uh, as I said, you know, it's kind of the same thing with the late Dusty Hill. May he rest in peace absolutely. as well, too. Ian Hill from Judas Priest, they're in my mind because I was listening to him today, listening yeah. to uh, listening to the Judas Priest live at Vacan today, just oh, had nice. that on. It's certainly good for cleaning the house, too. Oh, yeah. I'd but, say so. Uh, again, another pocket player, you know. Yeah, uh, Dusty Hill, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's very sad. Back in the, but like, uh, there's a show they had from um, Rock Palast from the 80s in Germany, and it's just savage. Like, it's, I think it's just before the give me all your loving type stuff. Eliminator, yeah. Oh man, it's heavy as shit. And it's just the three of them. Yeah. It's brilliant. You should check it out. I think it's on YouTube. Well, yeah, it's brilliant. I'm going to have to have a look at that because I watched yeah. that documentary there a while back at the little old band from Texas. Uh, that was brilliant. that was just great. Yeah. Another There's another band who influenced my early sound. Uh, like, not, well, not, not fully, but just the way, the, the delivery and the way they play it and stuff, you know, like there's always so many little bits of all the bands that we like that we have in our sound. And I think that's the same with you boys, because I can, I was listening to you again today just to refresh myself. And mm. um, I heard even bits of Rancid in there, you know. Well, that'd be kind of Colin's uh, stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be, I know, I, I know that the, the highlights are Rancid, but I wouldn't be in depth with them, you know. Yeah, that's Great all you band, need. great band. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, so the band have, what have you got, three EPs and, and then the, the new album? We have three EPs. Uh, the first EP was recorded with Rats on engine, on Sound Engineer. Um, great guy. He's also a guitar tech as well too, so absolutely great guy. I learned great, a lot of Great musician. Great musician as well. Oh Jesus, yeah, you should see the setup he got. Um, <laughs> so three EPs and then we had an acoustic one with Radio Liffey live on the Liffey. Um, 
Uh, that was a lot of fun. And we did unplugged shows for a while too, because obviously the the link or the ideas, Alice in Chains and Nirvana and everything unplugged mm. and all that stuff. I mean, I watched that on, you know, MTV as a kid. I remember sitting in my granny's house with mm. like this tiny little television watching the Alice in Chains one and I was going, this is class, you know. Mm. In particular, that one blew me away. And the Nirvana one, I've had it on a loop since I... So when and really? uh, again the Pearl Jam unplugged was good too and, and even a lot of those unplugged series they were great and they should they should really bring them back. Well, here look who's who's going to do them like do you know what I mean? Uh, what's her face? Uh, Billy Eilish. Do you know what I mean? There's no real uh, to warrant I think a return for that. I don't think there's good enough bands now. You know. Well, a lot, yeah. I mean, well aware that a lot of household names auto tune and have backstage understage players and everything these days you know yeah i wouldn't be oh I, I personally wouldn't be into that now you know what i mean but no no <laughs> um but, so go on sorry yeah well, it was with those three eps and then finally we have the album attention yeah you, you, you have a lot of wordplay on that don't you you do like a lot of wordplay we do a fair bit of wordplay i mean um i can't remember what the uh the working title i think that i think the working title was was going to be forgot about why because we have a song called why and every practice we forget to play it and that became a kind of an in joke then so what what, what do we not play lads we forgot about why well that kind of came about but the, it came to attention anyway and the uh, cover is a person on a juggling knives on a t- on a tightrope that's uh, fraying there you can see it's fraying yeah so and then that was done in november 2019 in track mix by Michael Richards as producer and uh, we did that um, funny enough I'd been at a, a Two Tales of Woe gig in Chenet the night before I remember that it was you guys Iona Death Cult and someone else and I yeah, just like remember Greystag yeah. Greystag that's right and I remember Greystag another great fucking band who I have a lot Absolutely. of time for Yeah. I just remember there was a shower of hipsters in there and you guys started chan check and they just ran we're always good for getting rid of those sheds, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> was a good story. The ass on the way out. <laughs> I was, I couldn't believe we played. You know, I was like, "Will we not be too?" Like, I mean, I know there was too, there was too many of us for that little stage. First of all, yeah, two of us had to go on the front, the, off the stage, and I was like, "We, you know, the three bands are playing are quite fucking heavy." But there's been heavier bands played there before. But it was a nice little venue, actually. Great venue. I'm a cat. I've, I, I've, I've, I've played it myself at the open mic thing. Used to do the open mics just to keep my hand in. I was when I lived in I lived in Galway for a long time. I used to do open mic in the cellar just to get me out of the house, just go in and play a few covers or whatever, yeah. just for the crack. Um, I'd love to play it with a full band, of course. Should do it when when gigs come back. Do it. Absolutely, that would be something we'd love to do. And uh, tough boy and two tails as well. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good double header, man. <laughs> but we were just talking about different styles, weren't we? So yeah. why not? Absolutely, you know. Uh, uh, exactly, get the more the the heavier and the kind of more melodic stuff. And as regards this album, we tracked uh, and demoed in Colin's house the weekend before. We had literally everything ready to go and everything was in its place. Because you record these things, we've all got day jobs, man. Time is money. Yeah. Uh, you know, miracles happening in the studio is for MTV Rocks. It's exactly. bullshit. Yeah. It's pie in the sky. You know, you got to put. The, bloody well hard work in and we did and that's why this came out so damn slick and I'm proud of this thing you know and you should be it sounds awesome man you know as regards gear I used uh, Orange Amp 
2006 Gibson Les Paul Standard for all my rhythm parts. I used a Telecaster for some leads, and I used my Les Paul that I've had since I was 18 for my other leads. Nice. So go watch, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Best way to do it. And speaking of drummers as well, ACDC drummer Phil Rudd, Ollie used the Phil Rudd snare. Oh, right. Drum on, on that album. So that's a nice, nice thwack off that. Mm. Sure, he doesn't you know. do much on that snare anyway. <laughs> 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 I always thought Chris Slade was a better drummer. That's just my opinion, you know. Ah, yeah, he was, he was kind of slightly faster in around the sort of early 90s era. Yeah, he was great. And when I met yeah. him, actually, uh, he was shocked that anyone actually approached him. Because everyone else was like, well, I spoke to them all, but uh, everyone was, of course, looking for Angus or Brian Johnson. And yeah. I, when I when I spoke to Cliff Williams and Chris Slade, the two of them were like, "Hi, hurry!" And they gave the guy was just like, "Yeah, he's a fucking legends, like you know." <laughs> I thought it was cool. It was like, I was like, Chris Slade it was like, someone wants to talk to me. I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking Chris Slade, yeah, man." <laughs> so I thought that was mad, but um. So give me an idea. Uh, so the album's out now about a year and a bit, is it? About that, yeah. And you know, we were we were kind of with uh, Horn Hoof Records, which are based in Manchester in the UK. You know, and all things being equal, we would have done some UK shows, and we still have to have a proper launch and everything. You know, mm. which you know I want to do. I know Colin and the boys want to do it as well. Do a proper launch with absolute bells on. You know, we've uh, we did one gig in Birmingham in 2017 and that was our only four out of the country so far, so far as a band oh, no but way. we'll get we'll get out and do a few things I mean um, I've done as well I also play guitar in the punk band Hooligan as well too so oh Hooligan yeah I like Hooligan yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you something going up playing a working man's club in Newcastle upon Tyne that will tighten your arse oh it's easy but Jesus I mean talk about and other things Geordie's lovely people cannot understand a word they're saying yeah, I know. We've been up there what, at, a, at a few concerts myself, and uh, it is quite hard to understand them. <laughs> They're a lot like kind of Irish people. They like the crack of the music and the drink, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I went to a, a pub, um, and they were making their own home cider. It was fucking gorgeous. Oh, it was good. But it, could, it smelled disgusting. But if you go, I just held my nose and just knocked the back, you know? Oh, it was nasty, but it was it tasted like nectar, you know? <laughs> I dabbled in, a, dabbled in a bit of home brewing maybe a long time ago. Um, again, when you got it right, it was lovely. When you got it wrong, it was bleh. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you get impatient and you'd want to drink it before it fermented, that's yeah. the thing. You get impatient and you're like, why does this taste like vinegar, do you know? Because <laughs> you were impatient. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, like I said, congratulations on the album. It's great. I think yeah. I did say it to you when it came out, but it's fucking savage. And uh, I only recently got Spotify, so I'm able to listen to it over and over again. I know, uh, you know, that's just how I roll at the minute, you know. But it's mm. uh, it's a great... Is it, I'm, okay, yeah, let's talk about the grunge now, because I love grunge. Well, yeah. Alison Chains and Soundgarden would be my favourite grunge bands. Yeah. What about yourself? Well, yeah, them, obviously Nirvana um stuff like uh even stuff like candlebox and so on i'm a massive fan of dinosaur jr as well um mm. again another guy i hung out i've met jay mascus there in the was it vicar street and he's, he's standing there shaking hands with people like a priest after mass you know he, yeah he, that whole laid back thing he does is not an act that's him yeah like he's like the dude he's like lebowski he's like hey man hey. <laughs> 
But the sound he gets out of a rack of Marshalls and a Jazzmaster, like, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Again, Pearl Jam would be another one I'm a huge fan of as well. Yeah. Um, but the two, I would, then, have, I would have been less into Pearl Jam and Nirvana now, though. Just not for me, you know. But... And as regards the bands from Ireland that are flying the flag, I say Pod Racer and uh, Paradox down in Cork as well, and our good friends Creep as well, who have a very yeah. good, you know, Ass and Chains kind of you know vibe going on and it's just that yeah. album of theirs not her mind i have it in the car it's brilliant it's the, the banger yeah they're and just there's so much stuff that they want to do as well musically you know they, it's coming out their ears all the time <laughs> the production on that one is is second to none mm. it's not over so the trouble is i mean you can't overproduce you know mm. i mean i can't you know these people was like what def leppard went in and tweaked every single note come on you know, it's you, be, it doesn't feel like a song then, it doesn't. No, no, it's, 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 it's overproduced. I mean, even, uh, you know, the best thing is kind of, I mean, if you listen to some of the, the first Led Zeppelin album, there's a squeaky kick drum on Good Times, yeah. Bad Times. Then they went back and fixed it when they remastered it. Why? I don't know. I want to sound like Mrs. Doyle and Father Ted. Maybe I like the misery. Maybe <laughs> I like the kick drum. Yeah. You know, it's part of the charm of the whole thing. There's, 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 there's a certain airspace to that. Feels real. When you consider how drums used to sound, and then Bonzo comes along, and then all of a sudden drums sound like an earthquake, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There was a new way of producing drums, which just happened to coincide with all the hard rock and nascent heavy metal bands like Sabbath, oh, fellow Brummies, nice. Sabbath, and then a bunch of other guys. Because as I said, that that, that drum sound is, 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 is key, you know? Everything else hangs off it. Well, he was a, a monster. Monster, Absolutely. Yeah, I, Jesus. I don't think. I mean, I love. Um, I love him, and you know, but like, it's very hard to find someone who's as good as him. In Maybe that his sense. son. Yeah. Maybe his son is as good. He's a good, good drummer. You know. Mm. Um. Tell me this. Yeah. So, what other Irish bands do you like at the minute? Well, um, I kind of have a lot of time for uh, the Elder Druid. Got a. A bit of genuflection on there, just Coscrum. Um, I said I mentioned Creep and Element Dex as well, and then there's the Thrash guys like Crossfire and Saint Slaughter and Psychosis and Gamma Bomb, and there's Horenda then for the kind of more black metal and uh, yeah. again another fellow groove merchants like yourself, Ten Ton Slug, you know. Yeah. And then kind of slung from a tree, and then Lugosi if you want Misfits kind of horror rock stuff, yeah. and as again, um, I've kind of. This is not blowing smoke up your ass or anything, but I've been a fan of Two Tales of Wolves since I didn't know when. Somebody gave me Conversation with Death when it came out, and I was like, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Again, that one still gets a spin in the car the odd time. Depends on the length of the journey I'm doing. My body car, <laughs> box, there's like CDs every, uh, hanging off every considerable place, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's but the worst cool. thing ever is going to the NCT and having to take all that shit. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> That's why you should just have Spotify at this stage. I'm not. I'm not advocating for Spotify. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of them. I own a Death Cult as well. Uh, another quality band. Um, bringing the bit of a the kind of more doomier end of things too. You know, which I've always been a massive fan of. Again, Zealot Cult. They had another crack and death metal band. I think they're band. based. Absolutely sick. Yeah. yeah, I think they're Limerick, but uh, Limerick, Jesus. yeah. They're yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm gonna have Mick on the on the on the show in a few weeks. Oh, um, brilliant, brilliant! So, 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 um, 
another fella you can tell is a huge you can tell necrophagist is a huge influence on him and, and death as well chuck children or of yeah, course you know absolutely it's great so <laughs> like you know just as i said um i think i only ever end up seeing him live once or twice i said but damn nasty, you know nasty. <laughs> in the best way possible <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Tight, tight band too, you know. Did you ever hear of a band? And I think I said this on a previous podcast. So I don't know if you've ever heard of them from Belfast called Naya Sky. Can't say that I have. Yeah, they were very, they were nearly. If you can imagine, like they were very similar to Creep, but even more so on the Allison Chains vibe. Um, and yeah. they were a young band. They were only kids. We played with them a few times, and they were they were brilliant. I don't know if their stuff is still available online, but if I can find the EP, I'll send it to you. Do send me a link, man. I'd love to discover that stuff. Yeah, they were class. They were really good. Another band I'd like you to check out is, if you haven't already, is Horn of the Rhino. Have you heard of them? Um, I heard of the name. I haven't checked them out yet. I will do, you know. Check them out because in parts, they're heavy as fuck, but then there's parts where the singer is all Chris Cornell. He's just such a range. For such a heavy band, like you know, Spanish band. Oh, good. Did you check out uh, Pure Sonic Outcasts? What do you think of them? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah I got some good stuff on there. They're good guys. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's another, great. Another band that Turf Man will hopefully try and do a show with when it all gets back, whenever you know. Yeah, ah, yeah, it'd be fucking great to to get back out there and gig again for everyone. Oh yeah. You know, tell me, um, Connor, your favorite albums give me five of them but not necessarily in any order jesus it's, it's, uh, so say, have, um, yeah you don't have to give me an order so just even if even what whatever is floating your boat at the minute i don't mind floating my boat at the moment i just say it because i literally had it on about two minutes ago bark at the moon by ozzy let's say dirt by Alice and chains uh live and dangerous by lizzie uh if you want blood by acdc you can tell i'm going heavy on the live albums here you yeah. know and um, if we want to just go and take one out of a little bit out of, uh, you know, not not popular, but I say Bleach by Nirvana for that sound, that bleak sound. Mm. Here's a question, actually. Um, I preferred the sound of In Utero going for. I, I would. I was. Yeah. Are you liking the what 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 happened to to Nirvana to the, what happened to the Doors in a sense that my favorite Doors album is. LA Woman, which was officially their last album with Jim Morrison. Um, yeah. like uh, In Utero was their last album with, with Kurt, Kurt, yeah, Kurt. And uh, it was, I really was fascinated by that album. I thought it was savage, I thought it was more, not, not, not I'm not saying it was more polished, but it, it kind of was, it was more produced anyway. But it just sounded like a, a, a you know, they were growing up in a, in, a, in a songwriting sense and it just sounded savage, like you know. Do you think? Do you prefer the Bleach sound, or would you have looked to see what would have happened had they been gone and had to continue it? Like? I would have liked, um, anyone who kind of reads a bit about the band knows that kind of Kurt was hanging out with kind of Michael Stipe and stuff. I think there would have been more unplugged y mellowy stuff, maybe. Right. Um, but as I said, when, you know, said as regards, if you hear good live versions of the Nevermind tracks, like on the Live at Reading Festival, for instance, that's how they're supposed to sound. I mean, again, it's 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 a tad overpolished, but as I said, in utero was perfect because the people at the record company hated it. Yeah, <laughs> so well, there you go. <laughs> that's how you know you're doing something right. Yeah. 
And, and, and fun fact, the same mixing desk on In Utero was the same one used to mix Back in Black. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a bit of trivia for you there now. That's cool trivia. Again, really. another album which is second to none in terms of production, Back in Black. Yeah. Jesus. It's amazing. It's, it's, if, if you know what I mean, it's pristine without meaning that particular word pristine. It's if you're hearing it and you're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just got something that nothing else has. Yeah, there's a lot of venues use that to uh, test their PA systems. Wow, well that yeah. says it all. That says it all, really. And I mean, it's still one of the one of the biggest album albums of all time, if not the biggest, is it? It might be still the it's, biggest. It's, it's uh, I think um, it's it's certainly up there. It's certainly yeah. up with Dark Side of the Moon and so on. You know, yeah. in terms of sheer amount of units shifted. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, um, I know I, only a little short discussion, but I'm sure. <laughs> You'll come back onto the show with me at some point. I've, Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever heard the episode I did with Creep called Under the Influence. Um, um, I, I think I did listen to that actually back for a while back. Yeah, totally, yeah. Before I was doing the, the YouTube ones. But I'd like yeah. maybe if you and the lads might come on to that one when like when we can actually all meet up. And yeah, when we can do it, we, when we can do it, we'll be up for that. Yeah, it'd be, be a bit of fun, you know. Absolutely. Before we go, tell me where we can get all your things, all your stuff, and all your all that stuff, kind of stuff, all good stuff. Okay, well, we're on um, we're on Spotify, we're on Bandcamp, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the usual social media channels. I think we have a Twitter account as well too, although I can neither confirm nor deny that. I mean, <laughs> totally honest, with you, I I hate Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. Like um, the last ever since the kind of world has gone crazy twitter is just a cesspool i mean a uh, yeah. certain former president of the united states just made it worse i didn't think it'd get but any worse than he came along you know yeah he sure did <laughs> i mean it's it's it, it's it's taken the brainwave from the the the, the boar at the bar stool or the taxi driver and made it <laughs> you know absolutely you know, you, so well, there you go that's cool. Well, I'll have all the links for those in the, on this video and um, on the description for the audio stuff as well. Okay. Sure, man. Connor, it's been fucking great catching up with you. And uh, oh, man, hopefully soon. Hopefully in person soon over a couple of beers, man. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And uh, yeah. folks, thanks. Yeah. Thanks again for having me back. And uh, hopefully I don't leave it as so long next time. But this has been King Rose Court, and this has been Connor Walls from uh, Turf Boy, and we're gonna finish it uh, before I tell you this. We're gonna finish out with uh, with the song. Bear with me now. Uh, yeah, Idi- idiocracy is reality. You happy with yeah, that? Um, yeah, I play that one. Sure. Yeah. Um, or play uh, learn. Learn is a good one. Okay. Okay. Learn is a uh, the the sound where it's the sound in our head, if you like. And as regards idiocracy, we we shot the video with that for with JB and James O'Farrell, and that's up on YouTube. If you want to check that out, with YouTube channel as well. So we shot that video with Damien. Oh, James O'Farrell, who's done a lot of great work for a lot of bands. He has, he has. And he's another champion of the Irish metal scene for years. He with, is, with, he uh, is, yeah. Uh, and he's incredibly, he was great to work with. Fucking total pro, you know. Awesome. Shout out to Damien. DJ, love you, love you. Right, yeah. boys and girls, we're out of here. Uh, until next time, King Wall's card is over and out. All right.
Yeah, 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 I've learned nothing.